beautiful day today. We're so honored to have you with us on this episode. We're going to be talking about residing in peace versus visiting peace. And this series just complements what we were talking about last week. And so if you've missed any of our programs, we encourage you to go back and watch those that maybe you haven't had a chance to enjoy yet. But when it comes to residing in peace, you know, I've learned that it requires you continually being in the presence yes. of God. Yes. Because without continually being in the presence of God, it's kind of like going to a petting zoo. Yeah. It's like you go, you pet the animal, but when you go home, the animal will go with you. Yeah. And uh, some people, uh, they go to God because they have a need. And it's like when they feel the discomfort of that need or they have that want, they'll go and receive from the Lord that thing. But then so often people will walk away. Yeah. Or and like, he stays yeah, away or from them. They go to church and they feel peace when they go to church. They uh, feel that hour and a half that they're in church, they're worshiping the Lord. It just seems like. You know, all the problems that they had before they got there are gone. They're worshiping the Lord and worship. They're sowing. They're giving their tithes, doing what they need to do. They're receiving the word, and they have peace. And then they leave, and then they don't have peace anymore. That is, that's visiting peace. That's not residing in peace. That peace should be with you no matter where you go. And not just at church on Sundays, not just at church at midweek, not just at Bible study, not just when you're around your pastor or just when you're around your Christian friends. That peace should be with you wherever you go. Yeah, and, and God wants to be with us everywhere we yes. go. You know, I, I think that sometimes, you know, folks lose sight of that relationship that he desires to have with us. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, God and the house of God are treated more like an option sometimes. Yeah. Um, you know, prayer. You know, which is us communicating with the Lord. Um, I've seen it reduced so often down to just crisis management, something that people do when it's that bad. It's yeah. like, we've done everything else we can do. You know, it, it's so bad now that we have to pray. And it's like, no, if you would have been closer to God, you know, uh, he would have helped you through that situation. Yeah. He would have showed you how to avoid that. You know, and I think that sometimes because we don't know how to live in peace uh, and we're so conditioned to visiting it, we suffer a lot of unnecessary yes. roughness. Yes, we do. You know, um, I remember one of my friends, really close friend, and she was going through a really, really bad divorce. And, you know, she never expected this to happen. She never wanted to go through it. And uh, the Lord spoke something to her. And it really ministered to her. And through that, obviously, it ministered to me. But he told her, he said, um, you, you keep visiting my peace. And she, she asked the Lord, what do you mean? And he explained to her, he said, you live in California. And she said, yes, I do. And he said, and you visit these other places. When you go, you travel, you go on vacation. Or you do. And she said, yes. And he said, that's what you're doing to my peace. You're visiting my peace. Mm -hmm. But then you still keep, you still, you're, you're visiting my peace instead of residing in my peace. And so it really ministered to her. And, and I, I just captured something from it. You know, we have to live in peace and visit other things. Um, obviously, we don't visit chaos and all those things, but to her, it, it just it just um, was became real to her so that when she had to finish going through it, she stayed and she resided in peace and quit. Um, and she quit visiting uh, the sorrow, visiting the grief, visiting the, the disappointment, visiting the, uh, just the, just everything that came with it. She stayed and she resided in peace. It, it was such a, um, a wonderful lesson to learn. And I, I feel like that's where, that's what we want people to capture is that 
Peace is somewhere you stay in. It's not somewhere you visit. Peace is something that you um, can grow so much in and learn so much yeah. in um, just by staying in peace. No matter what the situation, no matter what the circumstance, peace is what needs to be our anchor. Not not the circumstance, not the uh, thing that's happening. It, it needs to be our anchor. And when peace is our anchor, you know, of course, Jesus is our anchor, but he's everything that we need, you know? Yeah. So to be anchored in peace um, is such an important thing. Yeah, you have to be anchored in him. Amen. Uh, Jesus said in John chapter 16, verse 33, he says, these things I have spoken unto you, Amen. that in me, you know, Jesus said yeah. in him. Yeah. He says, you might have peace. That means it's it's conditional, you know, and, and I've learned that I look a lot better when I'm in Christ than when I'm out of Christ. Yeah. And if I, as I said before, that when you don't surrender to Christ, you surrender to chaos. And I think what happens sometimes is that we don't understand that it's in him is where you have your peace. It's in that relationship. The Bible tells us it's in him that we live. It's in him that we move. It's, it's in him, Jesus Christ, that we find our being, our purpose. And I think that sometimes what happens when it comes to the chaos that people experience in the world and, you know, they're trying to find peace, um, you know, the devil, he's a tormentor. Yes, he is. And so what he often does is he, he causes us to go through, you know, uh, these storms and these situations in our lives and things that, you know, we submit to and succumb to. And oftentimes people will go back to that place of hurt, that place of pain. And they'll relive that horror, that hurt over and over again. And often things that have been done to people, they didn't deserve it. You know, but you go back over it, you know, like if there's been adultery and you're trying to figure out what did I do? What could I have done different? And the thing is that you did nothing to deserve that. That's right. But the torment comes because they're trying to find peace, you know, in, a, in, in, in the problem. And all it is is the Satan just bringing them down deeper and deeper, trying to torment them. And uh, and I've learned that with the Lord, when I got anchored in Christ, that's when peace wasn't something that fleeted from me. That's when I learned I wasn't having moments of peace. I learned how to reside in peace when I became strong in Him. And what I found out is that when I went back to face those places of pain, because I was in Christ, my place, those places of pain became my places of blame. To where I have a testimony in those situations now that can yeah. help other people. You know, I remember when I first got saved, um, I remember, you know, I knew that I had gotten saved. I knew that that Jesus Christ was the Lord of my life. I knew that. And I felt like every time I would go to church and every time that I would hear the pastor preach, I used to call him Father, but every time I would hear him preach, I just felt so much peace. I just mm -hmm. felt so much just strength and peace. But then I would go home. And all the things that I had done, all the uh, just junk that I had done, the sins that I had committed, all those things would just like slap me and just constantly hit me and constantly hit me. And I, I would I would just have to remind myself that Jesus saved me. I had, would have to remind myself that, that I was forgiven, but it was so difficult. I remember it being so difficult just to... Just to forgive myself, I just, just, yeah. I was just awful. I just kept going back to, and I realized that I, I wasn't staying in peace. Yeah. I kept visiting peace mm -hmm. every time I was thinking about my salvation. I was visiting peace, and I remember one time I was at a Bible study, and uh, the lady, she was so, so good to me. I was telling her how I was feeling about forgiving myself, and I was telling her, and she said, you know, she said, and she explained to me that 
if I didn't, um, you know, uh, allow the Holy Spirit, if I didn't um, receive his forgiveness wholly, that what I was saying is I was telling God that um, that his forgiveness was good enough for other people, but it wasn't good enough for me. And I remember going, well, what? What do you mean? She said, when you're, what you're saying is God could forgive other people, but he needs to do something special for you. He needs to forgive you. Extra. He needs to be, get back on that cross to do something better for you. And I said, no, what he did was enough. And then she said, well, then you need to rest in that, that what he did was enough for you and you need to forgive yourself. And I remember going home and thinking, what he did was enough for me. And never since that day, never since that day have I allowed um, the peace that I received through his salvation shake, be shaken for me. I just never have. You know, John 8, 36 says, he who the sun sets free is free indeed. Yeah. I, I became free that day. Yeah. I became free of anything that the enemy would try to, uh, to come at me with, anything. I knew that I resided in peace. And that was so long ago, and I've never allowed it to shake me. Because I know that if I allow peace to be removed from any area of my life, it will be easy for the enemy to come into other areas of my life. Yeah, well, you know, the, what, the thought that came to my mind, uh, and I, I want to read out of Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 and 7. And, but the thought that came to my mind is the Bible says that we we all like sheep have gone astray. Yes. Uh -huh. You know, we've all had our own ways that we've gone. And mm -hmm. when it comes to sheep, you know, Sheep can wander, the Bible talks about. Sheep can be scattered. And, you know, you said something that when you were, you know, you understood that God was 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 good enough. You know, what he did for you was good enough. And then as you walk with him, you discover that he's more than enough. Oh, yes. Oh, that he doesn't he's just everything. take care of things. He's everything. Yeah. And, and I think that sometimes people, they come to a place to where, you know, they, they desire things that the shepherd has for them, that the Lord has for them. Or maybe it's in a church, you know. And um, I wrote this thought down. I said, you know, visiting peace is when you just want to be around the shepherd or others who have a supply of what you need in your life, but you do not have yourself. Mm, that's so good. Oh, gosh, that's so good. As pastors, yeah, we we felt that. You know, you, you're around for somebody, and, man, they're, like, on top of the world, and you're ministering to them, you're sowing into them, and then a week goes by, and you see them again, and they're just, like, downtrodden. It's like, what happened? Life. Well, but yeah. you were way on top of the world over here, but then you just have to lift them up again. Yeah. They need to stay that way. Yeah, it's like there's feast or famine. Yes. And, uh, exactly. and, you know, and the Bible, you know, tells us that Jesus, he is our great shepherd. You know, and again, here in, I, in Isaiah Maybe. chapter 9, okay. the Lord tells us this. He says, for unto us a child is born. Talking about Jesus. Yes. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. Now, that's mm -hmm. important. Mm -hmm. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father. Oh, I love this. The Prince of Peace. Come Amen. on. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. God says that there's no end to his government and there's no end to his peace. He goes on to say right here that he, uh, that he shall be upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment, with justice. From henceforth, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. When, we, when I read this scripture, you know, I was reminded of uh, how uh, in the old days, you know, when the Bible was written, that... They understood what was being spoken here. You know, uh, when a shepherd had sheep, and they still do this to this day, 
sometimes you'll have sheep that stay close to the shepherd. They're there to feed them, to water them, to take care of them, make sure, you know, wolves and things don't come. They're there yeah. for protection. Uh -huh. And those little lambs will come over there and enjoy what the shepherd has to offer. But then often there'll be little lambs that just decide to hop off, wander off, fall down ravines, get tied up in some thorn bushes, and the shepherd has to come and rescue them. And the Bible paints a very vivid picture of the condition sometimes that the Lord finds us in yes. when we're lost sheep. It talks about over in the book of Amos, chapter 3, verse 12, it says, Thus saith the Lord, as the shepherd taketh out of the mouth of the lion two legs or a piece of an ear, so shall the children of Israel be taken out that dwell in Samaria, the corner of a bed in Damascus in the couch. Right here, the scripture talks about how the Lord found Israel, and it was like they were in the mouth of the enemy. And here you got this land that's got two legs, it's got one eye, it's got an ear, you know, it's all mangled up. The enemy has done a number to it. But it says that the good shepherd, he goes and he takes that lamb out of the lion's all mouth. All mangled. All mangled. All mangled. It doesn't matter what, what you look like. It doesn't matter what you've gone through. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what you've done to yourself. Mm -hmm. God still thinks that you're worth it to go and snatch you out. Yeah. I love that. Because your value never changes. Exactly. It doesn't matter what condition your life is in. To God, you are always worth his everything. It's like that $100 bill. You know? Yeah. It's a $100 bill. If it's nice and crispy, it's $100 bills. But you get that $100 bill and you smash it up and stomp it on the ground. I still want that $100 bill. That $100 bill will still buy me some makeup. That's I right. still want that $100 bill. And um, so I love that analogy that you use. Well, you know, and, and one of the things that I thought with this as shepherds, because we've joked around about this, is that one of the things that the shepherds would do is that if they had a lamb that would often take off and We haven't and wander, about doing it. But we, no, because we but, don't want anybody to sue us. Yes, that's right. But uh, in the Bible or in the Bible days or even, even modern days, they still do this uh -huh. to where you'll have shepherds that if they have a sheep that it comes and it's visiting the peace of the shepherd, but then it takes off and it's exposed to the elements. And again, the shepherd's constantly having to go and rescue it and save it and find it. You know, it, there comes a time where the shepherd would break one of the legs of that lamb. <laughs> and where would he place the lamb? Around his shoulders. Upon his shoulders. What did, what did we just read over in Isaiah? It says right here that unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. That's where he places us. And it says, to the end of his government and his peace, there is no end. The Lord, he takes us from that, that sinner, that damaged Christian, you know, or that damaged person that's without Christ, and he places us upon him. He carries us in his peace. Uh, and the thing is that, as, that as, as, as that lamb heals... It it, it, it it can begin to walk again, and it stays by the shepherd. It'll never leave his side again. Mm -hmm. That's To me, that's residing in peace. Amen. That That's not visiting peace. Amen. I mean, what, what words of encouragement would you have today um, for maybe someone that's watching this episode um, to help them uh, with where they're at, you know, to, to find that place where peace remains, and they're not just... It's something that they experience here and there. You know, I, I would just say, find you some scriptures in the Word of God that, that speak to you. Find every scripture that you can on peace. Find every scripture that you can on God's love. Because I really feel like if, if somebody, if people understand, if you understand His love, you're going to understand His grace. And if you understand His love and His grace, you're going to easily understand the peace that He has for you. 
So, so find scripture, you know, continue to, to, to watch messages like this. There's people all over that are, are speaking about different things. Find, find those messages that, that speak to your heart, speak to your spirit. And, you know, go back and listen to the ones that we've talked about um, in the last few uh, episodes about peace. Do those things to fill yourself up with the word. Fill yourself up with worship. Fill yourself up with things that promote peace. You know what? If, if watching a scary movie bothers you and disturbs your peace, don't do it. If um, being uh, with certain people disturbs your peace, maybe that's all we're telling you not to hang out with them. You know, you need to be with people that are going to encourage you, that are going to lift you up and take you somewhere that you want to go in Christ. And if you are going somewhere, if you're, if you're hanging out with people that that maybe um, are not uh, edifying your spirit, you're going to find yourself discouraged. You're going to find yourself um, in chaos, and you're going to find yourself walking away from peace. And, and I'd like to add this, too. Amen. Is that it, it's not enough for you to also hang around people that have a secure peace. That's right. It's, That's right. it's not enough to be around people that they have a solid walk with God, and they're doing their very best to be strongest in their relationship with God. Uh, you don't want them being that that person that you just visit and you borrow their peace. That's right. That you Come go and when that. you're around them, when they pray for you, when they're doing something for you. Because what will happen is eventually you're going to get upset when they're not there to give you what they have, but you don't have yourself. Mm -hmm. um, I heard someone say it like this one time. You can only fly so high on borrowed wings. You, you, you can't live in somebody else's testimony. That's right. You have to do what they have done. Dig in. To the word of God, as, as you know, the woman of God just shared, dig into your relationship with God and watch and see the peace of the Lord begin to bloom in your life. A peace that has no end. And Jesus promised, honey, that he would never take that peace away. From yeah, us. and you know, you want to be that person. You want to be that person that brings Amen. peace. You do. I know I do. I know when I walk into a situation, I want to be the person that brings peace into a situation. So, you know what? Why don't we just pray for them really quick? That, that whatever um, is disturbing their peace will be removed from their life. Just really quick, babe. Go ahead. Heavenly Father, we just pray right now, Lord, for you just to draw your people into a greater relationship yes, with you. Lord, you're the yes. Prince of Peace. You are yes. our peace. And Lord, you always have an endless supply for us. So I pray, Lord, that as your people seek you, Lord, your word promises that we will find you when we search for you with all of our hearts. So I pray today, Lord, that you just direct, Lord, your sons, your daughters, Lord, to that place where they will find sweet fellowship with you. And Lord, that peace will begin to bloom and you begin to grow in their lives. A peace that is not disturbed by conflict or by the yeah. situations that are happening in the yeah. lives of others. Lord, we thank you for hearing our prayer. Lord, we thank you for granting it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. We're so blessed, amen, that you chose to be with us. and. We look forward to seeing you in one of our next episodes. God bless you. We pray that you have a wonderful, wonderful day.